0: So this gas cast out with episode for the Plymouth Argyle game at the Mem on Sunday in the second round of the FA Cup. What a place to be. I'm your host, Tom Metcalf, and I'm pleased to say that I'm joined by Adam from Argyle Life. Welcome, Adam.
1: Hello. Hello. Very nice to be here. Thank you very
0: much. Oh, thank you. Rovers come into this game off the back of two away wins in a week. Away at Bromley in the FA Cup, the reason why we're uh, playing Argyle on Sunday, and then beating Shrewsbury in a 4-3 epic <laughs> at Gay Meadow on Saturday. Argyle come into this one on a similar run of form, beating Bolton away in the cup to reach the second round and then beating Bradford at home on Saturday. I wanted to start, um, Adam, with how relegation at the end of last season, I know it's painful to talk about, how that's affected the club because some teams kind of fall through the leagues and some teams seem to kind of bounce straight
1: back. How, How do you feel Argyle have managed it? Yeah, painful one to talk. I have to delve deep into my feelings for this one. But I mean, yeah, you know, it it's it's never nice to experience. And yet, at the same time, now, pre-season, rather than being a sense of dread and, oh, no, here we go again, the club's going down a little, there was a lot of optimism around. And I think that had a lot to do with, you know, seeing the back of Derek Adams and bringing in Ryan Lowe, which is, yeah, a completely different style of play, a completely different style of management, in all honesty, that has... Yeah. Almost raised no... <laughs> expectations for the season.
0: Yeah, there's no love yeah. lost for, for Derek Adams from Rovers fans after his uh, antics down the years.
1: I think that's fair. Yeah, no, I'm <laughs> going to lie. I mean, there, I, I will have to concede that a few of those were enjoyable to me at the time, but no, no yeah, I fair. can see now that Derek Adams is on the other side. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, in terms of... I mean, the club itself, have we been affected a great deal from the relegation? Not particularly. I mean, granted, if we had remained up on the final day and had Lowe as manager and were able to bring in a few more players to fit a system I think we'd be in a really good place but for the moment I mean there's a lot of good going around the club at the moment we've got a new stand that's set to partially open for the next home game and then should be fully open for the new year which is I mean it's looking fantastic we've got a, a, a manager who I mean I like the way he plays I know we're going to come to how he plays in a moment it's just changed a little bit in recent weeks but I mean it's I, I look back on it and I think last season, rather than being a signal that the club was on its way down, was a massive missed opportunity. I mean, our squad was good enough to stay up and lend some in the league last season. We were seventh in the league beforehand, kept the vast majority of our star players and were battling relegation the next. And I just think it was awful management. And as I say, had we stayed up, you know, there was the opportunity to have Lowe in place, have a few more more of his players in place. And have a right good go at league one but for now i mean we're just on the edge of the playoffs now i think we've finally started to hit a run of four and it's been a little inconsistent but we've got the three wins in november now which have really helped us out and i think things are looking positive you know it it's a shame it's always a shame to go down a division i think we've all experienced it listening to this and you know it's never fun but i'm pleased to say that things are at least looking up at the moment and hopefully they carry on from there
0: it's, well, I mean, that's that's as positive as you can get, really. Um, I, I have to admit, I did put money on on you guys at the start of the season to get promoted, just looking at the signings you were making, and obviously, um, the manager. I thought, yeah, this is this is our girls year. Just come straight back up, and I mean, looking at the teams in League Two, I mean, this is one of the things me and my mate talk about, kind of, um, the fantasy of how many West Country teams could come up, and we could see, you know, four or five West Country teams. Well, no. Mass won't work that way, but you know what I mean. Like, kind of maybe four West Country teams in the in League One next season would be absolutely amazing. Um, obviously no one, obviously you don't want Exeter to go up, but you know I I wouldn't mind it. Just
1: I I'd I'd take it if we went up as well. That would be fine by me. Ah, fair enough. That's that's magnanimous of you, very much. Um, I'll take that.
0: (laughs) Fair enough. Uh, so your last game two one win against Bradford. How
1: how was that? Yeah, I, it was an example, really, of how Lowe's relatively new style of play, in the sense that we're looking to play the ball through the channels rather than through the midfield, has has paid dividends. I mean, in all honesty, we should have won that game by a lot more than we did. We could easily have been three goals up at half time. They got um, a deflected cross going to our own net in in the middle of all of that to make it two one at the start of the second half, and by the end, really. It looked like we were relatively on top, or hanging on a little bit at the end, which felt a little bit unfair considering how the game went, to be honest. But it was a good win. I mean, they came in third in the league. I think we were mid-table with maybe a game in hand as we went into it and, you know, won the game against the side in the automatic promotion plays. There's not much to be sniffed at, adding to the fact that we played relatively well and we were good money, for good, good value rather for the win. And yeah, there's, there's no real complaints from my end on that one at all. You mentioned
0: kind of playing into the channels. Is that you think the tactic going forward, you're going to be looking kind of get it out wide and then into the box And there? Is that kind of how you think you're going to be playing?
1: It certainly looks like it for the moment. I think at the start of the season, it was very much a case that, as you'd expect from a Ryan Lowe side that likes to attack, keep in possession that sort of thing, you know, trying to work an opening for our creative players, particularly Danny Mayer. I mean, it was a lot based around him. Recently, it has been a case of, you know, playing it into into the space, maybe uh, on the wings and getting particularly Anthony Sarsovich running onto the ball, which is this new star has really helped him come into his own. And yeah, as as, I, as you say, once we're there, the opportunity to put the ball into the box, we've got two strikers that line up at all times. So there's always a chance that one of them will get on the end of that. And you know it will deliver results. I think the first first goal at the weekend against Bradford was a prime example. Ball into the channel to Sartorovich. There's a hint of a foul there, but we got away with one a bit. He puts a low cross in, and um, Byron was on hand to well, I say on hand to put it in. It was a rebound in the end, but he did manage to bundle it home. Second one, I mean. It was a case of their keepers made quite a big error in his clearance, but still at the same time, Joel Grant's got it on the wing and passed it inside to Edwards, who, you know, has has a very good finish in the end. So it's the sort of thing, it's the way we're creating goals at the moment by the looks of it. It's very much a case of working it into the space, getting players to run onto it and advance you know, by dribbling it and using their power, rather than how it would have previously been in allowing our creative players to of the ball and getting a bit of creativity to get in behind. With the way results are going, I mean, it's nothing to be sniffed at. It, as I say, it's been a perfect November for us, three games, three wins. Whether I'd like to see that style go forward, I think in, a, in an ideal world, long-term, I'd like to see us go back to that creative Ryan Lowe style that we saw at Berry last season and the start of this season, that will be really exciting to watch, but if we keep winning games, I'm not going to complain too much.
0: No, that's fair enough. Uh, we've got a kind of similar similar thing going on with obviously Graham big uh, Argyle connection. Um with yeah. yeah, with with the football kind of being functional and is getting results, but is it the greatest to watch? Mm, you know, the the Shrewsbury game was a bit of an outlier in that you know scoring four goals away from home, absolutely amazing, but. Generally, we, we tend to get a lot of low low score yeah, games. Actually, sure. what we're on, Graham, yeah. are, you, are you looking forward to to seeing him? Did you ever watch him when he was in, in his prime?
1: I think um, he his prime for us was the 2003-04 season, which is the year before I went to my first Argyle game. So, I mean, I did get to see bits of him. I don't think I was around to fully appreciate his talents. But, I mean, you only need to hear stories from people a little bit older than myself about how he has been at Argyle. I mean he's been involved in two promotions like again Ethan involved in two quick promotions can promote themselves to legend status very quickly so it'll be nice it'll be nice I think it was nice to, to have him down for the uh, the two all draw at the back end of last season so yeah it it'll, it'll be nice to, it'll be a bit weird to see him in the other dugout again but it's something we're getting used to a little bit and yeah I mean In all honesty, I I wish him every success in whatever he does. I know he was linked to the Oregon management role back in 2015 when Adams first came in. And I thought it might have been a bit too soon. So I am glad to hear that he's picked the right time by the looks of it, got settled down and seems to be making a success of it. I mean, you all know a lot more than me about his management style, admittedly. But I mean, it, it, it sounds like, as you say, functional but effective from afar, which is what I would probably expect considering the sort of player he was. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah yeah very very much a centre-backs team um are there any particular teams that you found any particular styles of play that you've you've tended to struggle against this season
1: i think the high press it, i mean low is very much an advocate of the high press but when it happens against us we do seem to panic a little bit i think uh, i'm i hate to mention it but it always goes up the four nil defeat at Exeter at the end of last month. They were very much on top of Argyle very quickly. And once the ball... We tried, we tried again to play it into the channels, but when that doesn't work, you don't see a lot of the ball. And when you're on the ball and you're being pressed all the time, you see even less of the ball. Um, You know, a a Ryan Lowe team is very much one that wants to use the ball to their advantage and attack a lot. And when we don't have much of it, we can come unstuck quite often, it has to be said. So when it comes to teams who look to either press us high or when we're using the possession style, which we've seen less often, you know, counter-attack us. There's been teams that do that very well. I think Newport did it very well at the start of the season. I think Forest Green almost scored, I think one of their best chances in that game was a direct counter-attack from one of our corners. So I think counter-attacking can work against us, less so in recent weeks, but it certainly can. But the high press, I think, particularly in this style, if teams against us can manage that high press and execute it well we have struggled and I'd like to think that's being worked on and don't get me wrong I mean results in the last few weeks which suggest that it perhaps is being worked on but for if I see a team executed as well as annoyingly exited it then uh, I I still don't know if we'd have the means to overcome that.
0: That's interesting to hear actually because a lot of this season a lot of complaints from rovers fans is that we tend to play even at home like the away team like looking for the counter um okay. but saying that against shrewsbury we did push on and try and press teams a bit higher well press shrewsbury i should say a bit higher at the pitch and that seemed to pay dividends so mm-hmm. if if graham Seems is listening, like the perfect cocktail <laughs> yeah yeah it could i mean yeah it could could work um I wanted to ask you about some of the standout players in your squad, um, but I wanted to start with um, Byron Moore and Dominic Telford, of course, who have a gas connection. Um, Byron Moore, it never kind of really happened for him at Rovers, whereas Dom Telford never, he was on loan at the time, and he kind of never really got a look in under Daryl. But although he did look a really tidy player, um, I just want to know how they're getting
1: on down down at Argyle. Yeah, sure. So Byron Moore, I think, uh, for, for a start, both of them had a few injury nickels, which hasn't been ideal. I think Byron Moore is the sort of player who is really good for the system we're playing at the moment. If you play a ball either you know in behind the defence or into the channels around the defence, he's the sort of player that can run onto it and do really well. And, you know, his finishing, which is kind of crucial for when you're in this system. You know the the two strikers in the box, ready to pounce on those crosses. They need to be able to finish. It hasn't been the best. It's not been bad, but it's not been the best. But I mean, I'd like to. Uh, I think he's very much got a place in this system for us, and I think he's starting to hit the ground running now. Of course, he's got his goal at the weekend, which I hope perhaps a start of a bit of a run for him. And in terms of Telford, he's been out for a little while longer. I think he he came back. Oh, I want to say. I, he definitely came as a sub at Forest Green. He might have done in the previous game at Bolton as well. I honestly couldn't tell you. But either way, he's been up for a little while. He's just starting to come back now to into the fold. And I I really like the look of him. I've got to say, I mean, if he was available for, for for the whole season, I think we'd be looking at a lot more goals, to be honest. He's got an excellent finish on him. He showed that against Leighton Orient in the League Cup with... A nice, a nice run and finishing off the post. He's got that sort of, of ability in him. But he also seems really good at holding up the ball, which I don't know if that's just deceiving me a little bit, that he holds up the ball well for someone who's so short and therefore I think he's amazing at it. But he, he's got that ability as well. And in terms of, you know, bringing him on as a sub when you're looking to see out a game like we were at the weekend, like we were the week before... He's pretty good at it, which, again, surprises me. And I do wonder if I'm being deceived a little bit by him just looking really good. But I mean, he's it, I think if he hits the ground running, he could be the most important striker in our system. And to hit the ground running, obviously, he's he's got to build up his fitness as after that time he's been out of the team. Whether he'll get the chance to do that in the foreseeable future, I'm honestly not sure, because I'd be very surprised if Lowe messes about with his lineup too much. I've got Joel Grant and, and more up front at the moment. So he may be limited to a few substitute appearances and have to rely on maybe a drop-in four more injuries from one of the current strikers. But I think if he does get in the, that run in the team, he could be really successful. The signs have been good so far. I'd I'd like to see him get that run soon, because I think he would add a lot to our strike force, but We'll, we'll have to wait and see, I guess. And yeah, hopefully hopefully, he'll come very good by the end of the season.
0: Yeah, I have to agree with you with the um, surprise in how strong he is for what I think he could technically be a midget. He
1: really is. I, I'm yeah, really, absolutely. really surprised. <laughs> yeah.
0: um, the other player I wanted to mention was Danny Mayer. Um, I think he probably had offers in League One and he's definitely one that I would have absolutely loved to see Rover sign. Do you think he's playing kind of below his level without, you know, meaning any disrespect in League Two?
1: No, no, of course. Um, yes, is the short answer. He could. He's very much a League One player in a League Two side. What really frustrates me at the moment is that the style that we're using makes things very difficult for him. You know, he's the sort of creative player, that wand of a right foot. I think he's the only one that doesn't have a wand of a left foot, but a wand of a right foot. Uh, um, that, you know, gives that can create a chance out of nothing or score a goal out of nothing. He's that sort of player. He's possibly the only player since we lost Graeme Carey and Ruben Lemiros at the end of last season that can do that in our side. What's really annoying is that Danny Mayer thrives with the ball. And in the current system, we don't see as much of it as we used to. And it's very much geared around our other attacking midfield player, Sarsovic, who's really been able to shine in recent weeks almost at Mare's expense. I wrote a piece for it about Argyle Life, shameless plug there, but um, I wrote a piece about it, um, yeah, how they looked at, at the weekend. Danny Mare did look really good. His pass completion was better than anybody else on the field, by Telford, who completed about seven after coming on as a sub. But he's not seeing as much of the ball as he'd like because we like to to lump it long into into those channels and get Sarswitch running onto it. So SARSWIT is having a whale of a time and I've got to hand it to him. He's really has been fantastic, particularly in the last month or so. He's turned into one of our most important players in the system. But I see an asset of Danny Mayer there, and I'm I, I just can't get my head around why you wouldn't build your team around his talent. So maybe we'll see it again. But I, I think if I was him, I, I, I would be getting a little bit frustrated knowing that he has the ability to play at a higher level. I know certainly Ipswich were involved, and I imagine he had a few more league one offers as well. And knowing that we were almost building a star in, in a level below that's negating his talents almost. So, yes, he, he is a very good player. I'm delighted we've got him, but I would like us, uh, like us to see us uh, use him to, to the best effect, if you like.
0: Are there any others in the team um, that we should be looking out for come Sunday?
1: I think, yeah, Sarasvic, I've mentioned, will inevitably be vital to how we play. And if we can get him running onto the ball, he's enough trouble for any defence at League Two or One level, to be honest. I think it's a, it's a weird one. I'm almost inclined to whisper it quietly because he was absolutely terrible last season. But Scott Wooten in defence has really come into his own in recent weeks. I think the system helps him because he's generally been terrible in the air and able to, you know, do do your stand a bit of defending, but terrible at winning headers. And playing three at the back means a lot of the headers are down to the central defender, which is usually Nile Canavan. Wooten doesn't have to challenge as much in the air. And it means he can do things such as bring the ball out from defence, you know, do little bits of his I, I always think back to the Colchester game at the start of the season where he prevented a certain goal of the ball across the box just with a clever flick at the back post to get it away and for some reason that stuck with me but I mean he's just sort all of player and recently I think against Forrest Green he ended up winning more headers than anyone on the field which is unheard of for him so I'm really pleased to see it I'm really surprised to see it to be honest when we were going into the season it looked like Scott Wooten was going to be one of our first choice centre-backs I was filled with dread but honestly he's done really well, and if he and, and Gary Sawyer alongside Canavan can keep their run of form going, because that appears to be our best back three at the moment, and we've kept clean sheets more often than not when that back three has been in place. If those that those three in particular Routon, can maintain their high standards, it it, it could be frustrating for, for Rovers going forward, but we'll see.
0: I didn't realise um Gary Sawyer was still playing.
1: He's got to be ancient now, surely. Oh yeah I mean a lot of fans have thought I, I remember uh, the early part of 16-17 when Ben Parrington came into the side at left back and a lot of people thought oh do you know that could be the end for here Parrington's doing well he won't get his place in the side and here we are what three years later and he's still on of the defense I mean he's evergreen.
0: Oh, fair enough yeah more power to him another another ex-gas connection there. Um, the other player I just wanted to talk to you about was Jose Baxter who uh, terminated his contract by mutual consent um, after picking up a calf injury? I understand he was on a short-term contract anyway. Um, would you have liked him to stay? Did you see enough of him to think got a player there?
1: I really, I'd have liked him to have at least stuck around till the end of the season. He got a goal in the in the League Cup against Reading that we ended up losing the game, but it was a really good performance from him, and it looked like. He could kick on from there. I think we're, we're or a lot of us are well versed in the problems that he had off the field in the last few years, you know, with 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 drug addiction. And it's brilliant to see him come out the other side of that. And I think it's a real shame. It would have been a real bonus for us, I think, to pick up a player of his caliber and him to be a success. Because I think without his off-field issues, he'd easily be League One and even championship player at least, if he if he was able to, to, to you know, kick on and, uh, and focus on his career. In terms of what went wrong with Argyle, I think it was very much an injury. We've not heard anything else to suggest it was an off-field issue that that led to that termination. I think it was very much a case he was on a short-term deal. He was injured. The team, by and large, was doing well. So I think it was very much a case that they, the, Lowen and Baxter agreed that it was, it was time to move on. I think that's a real shame. I would have liked to see him him stick around and get a run in the side because I think him and Mare alongside each other in that attacking midfield would be it would be a scary prospect for any League Two defence but I guess it was a gamble that we took at the end of the summer to see if we could we could get a good season out of him and it hasn't paid off it's a shame but I guess the amount of time that he was injured we didn't see much of him it's not necessarily like we've lost a great deal as a result we just haven't gained what we could have done and yeah i i guess in that situation it is what it is and we wish him all the best and i do hope he picks up a contract soon and is able to hit the ground running because there is a really good player there and i'd love to see him make the most of his talents in the years to come
0: yeah i think i think every football fan wants to wants him wants to see him do well after yeah yeah the problems that he's had um going back to the cup um this is a kind of bit of a what would be your fantasy tie in the third round who would you love to play i mean see what go on do i was sure do, do it well i don't want to bring up exeter really after the mauling you got. <laughs> would, would, would you want a chance to like avenge that i suppose you've got to play him again in the league but
1: yeah i mean it, it in all seriousness with the Exeter one say it quietly but it's almost what we needed it's just giving the team a kick up the arse and we've we've got the we've got on a winning run since then so I'm happy to avoid them for now until we get them in the league I think my dream tie it's all my dream type, if you like would be Liverpool away but we had that a couple of years ago we went to Liverpool in 2017 I think it was and I got a deal deal drawn honestly it was one of the best days I've ever had so I've had that now um, I'd like to go again, don't get me wrong, but something like going to Spurs or going to Old Trafford, maybe a few of the bigger grounds I haven't been to, would be wonderful. I don't think we're under any illusions that we're we're going to win the competition, but maybe if a non-league team does get through to the third round and we could face them at home, that would be ideal. But I mean, yeah, one of the... I think going to Spurs' as new ground would be really nice, if not going to Liverpool again. I, I, I'll, I'll always have a soft spot and be willing to do that. Um, yeah, I I... I, I I wouldn't necessarily say yeah as long as we avoid one of the boring ties if you like like a league two side away or something like that i don't really fancy that
0: no that's that's absolutely fair and actually chatting to kind of my mates and that spurs comes up a lot just because their new stadium and liverpool away comes up a lot um but for us it, it's city it's always city yeah um, if we can get city in the third round that would be absolutely magic um so, can I press you, put you on the spot for a score prediction on Sunday?
1: I've been thinking that, uh, looking at the bank balance, and think I may have to fork out for another game. I think we, we might see a one-all draw and see you back at Home Park in, like, 10 days' time.
0: I'd absolutely love that. I, I always love coming to Home Park. Um gonna do
1: one
0: of these again <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly um i i'm gonna i'm gonna do a 2-1 rovers win i think i think we're just uh, the way that graham's kind of been more tactically flexible over the past kind of couple of months i feel like i feel like we can do it and get the get into the promised land of the third round for the first <laughs> time in about well i can't even remember um Says it all yeah exactly yeah uh, i'm amazed we're in the second round without going out well normally we go out to a a non-league team in the first round so you know this is just a bonus for me this is absolutely (laughs) fantastic well i think that's all we've got time for um thank you very much for your time adam
1: not a problem at all thank you for inviting me
0: a pleasure um and thanks for listening assets if you enjoyed this uh please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and if you really loved it please leave us a review on itunes and just leaves me to say up the gas